The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. Now live from the Pirate Radio studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, the Players' Lounge Edition featuring ECU baseball players. On today's podcast, we'll talk to pitcher C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, and Zach Agnos to recap opening weekend for ECU baseball. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast starts right now. Joining us now in the Pirate Radio studios, East Carolina reliever C.J. Mayhew is here. C.J., good to see you again. How you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Rough weekend for the guys. 0-3. Not the start you wanted. Not the start you probably thought you'd be mm-hmm. in right now. So, uh, I don't know. What have the conversations been like since uh, losing yesterday amongst the team, amongst uh, yourselves and the coaches? Probably some tough conversations, but what's been said uh, since then, C.J.? No, uh, I mean, there's been tough conversations, but uh, we're just kind of picking out what we can learn from it. And, uh, you know, we're not going to hang our heads on it too much because we'll play tomorrow, you know. Yeah, <laughs> another opportunity yeah. uh, coming up tomorrow against Campbell. CJ, let's talk about your performance over the weekend. We saw you on Saturday, uh, went through the sixth or the seventh unscathed and the ninth unscathed, and then that eighth uh, gave up an extra base hit. And then I guess the one you really want back is probably the wild pitch, right? Yeah, what happened yeah, on that one just yeah. got away from you? No, nah, yeah, um, it, it's kind of crazy. I when I as I was coming set, I I had him. I don't know, just someone was telling me to step off and or something, just call time or something, and uh, I just decided to go ahead with the pitch, and it just got away from me. One of those things, yeah, yeah, uh, a freak occurrence. Crazy. But so again, you got through the seventh easy, and then you come back to your credit go through the ninth and do your job hey let's get to the bottom of the ninth let's walk off here and let's pick up a win yeah and that kind of happened but it didn't <laughs> you, you got the home run you're celebrating and then you're saying what the heck's going on here so what, what was that moment like for you guys a lot of confusion i'm sure at the time right yeah uh well i mean for me going back into the ninth uh uh coach just told me hey just leave the score right here and so uh I was just trying to go out there and do my job, and then uh, when Justin hit that home run, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I honestly at first I was like, maybe, maybe he caught it foul, or yeah, and I didn't, I didn't, I never, you know, I never, I didn't even know like a first base umpire, somebody could call time, like I thought that was just granted from the uh, home plate umpire, but. Uh, no, I've never seen anything like that. So. You got to celebrate. You have the uh, the birdhouse. Like, yeah, hey, and then yeah. you got to go out and try to do it all over again. So that had to be, uh, I don't know, like a, a momentum killer there. Yeah, or uh, you're, yeah. you're on top of the world, and then you got to you realize, hey, we're, we're playing more baseball here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it was actually a momentum like killer because I think after that happened, it kind of pumped us up even more to try to win. Yeah. And, uh yeah, it just didn't go away. CJ Mayhew joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Pirates off to an 0-3 start, but a lot of baseball ahead, including Campbell coming up Tuesday and then on the road at Chapel Hill coming up uh, this weekend. I thought, and we were talking about some of the positives in with the negative, CJ. Starting pitching, uh, looking forward to seeing more Garrett Saylor on Friday. But, man, Cooch looked like the old Cooch. And then Jake Hunter, you got you know about him. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, he looked good on Sunday. I thought starting pitching, uh, those guys did good enough to uh, pick up some wins this weekend. Yeah, they definitely put us in a, a, a situation to win the game. Uh, 
Sailor Sailor did a really good job, and then Cooch obviously it was it was outstanding uh, what he did, and then Jake taking the ball as a as a true freshman, you know his first out and out there he looked. I mean, you obviously like just watching the game, you couldn't tell he was a freshman. Yes, yeah. you know, and that's how he's been all fall and spring, and we didn't, we didn't have no doubt in him. Definitely gives you uh, some something to look forward to moving forward. That the pitching uh, certainly in the right direction for 2022. CJ, how about you? We talked about your three inning performance, uh, and you threw I think uh, 40, 40 pitches thrown. Yeah. Yep. Do, do you go into a weekend or a particular day with a pitch count? Like, is that a good number for you? Forty? Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, forty and three innings. Uh, it's, man, it's not bad. It's it's all right, but uh. Nah, going into a weekend, I'm. I mean, I, I want the ball every day, so <laughs> it's uh, I I don't give myself a pitch count. I I don't know if the coaches give me a pitch count or not. They they don't tell me. They just you know they just let me know if I'm hot that day. And so and that's pretty economical to get through three innings and forty pitches. Yeah, uh, yeah. might have could have gone even more. But uh, how about as far as midweeks go? You always got to be ready, but. Do you expect to be throwing more on the weekends than say a, a midweek game or? Could it be you know either game any any game? Uh, just any game really. Uh, I mean I, I'm sure I'll be ready to go tomorrow if they need me or whenever my name's called, and I'm sure I'll be ready Friday whenever they need me. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do after? Uh, have you gone back and like watch tape? Do you get with Coach Knight? Like, what do you do after uh, a pitching performance like that to kind of scout yourself and grade yourself out? Uh, just you know sometimes I'll write down what I was feeling throughout just kind of my thoughts or or like what i was thinking out there throughout that outing but uh i do go back sometimes and just watch the performance and see if like i was handling myself well or you know if i could see any body language or if i was getting down on myself which i don't think i was but yeah i'll go back and watch and just see if there's anything i can pick up on and what i can learn from moving on East Carolina still, uh, to show how much respect you guys have in the baseball community, I know this doesn't matter to Coach Godwin or maybe even you guys, but still in the top 25 in some of the polls. And now Bryant is also in the top 25 because when you beat a team like East Carolina three times, you also get respect. And, heck, you saw it, CJ, and uh, you were able to get a lot of those guys out. But uh, good lineup, and it's pretty good baseball players that Bryant had this weekend. Yeah, no, nah, they're, I mean, they're, they're a tough team, uh, they 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 deserved it and uh i'm glad they're in the top 25 <laughs> <laughs> and now we're bryant fans right we want to see them keep winning and uh and that'll make east carolina look even better i remember talking to you guys last week where the coaches provide a lot of the scouting and, and tell you guys on really game day uh what to expect so is that the case for campbell like you haven't looked at him too much or do you know a lot about campbell no i uh i haven't looked at him much uh yeah actually one of my one of my best friends from high school he actually plays on the team so i've talked to him a little bit and uh no nah, we uh we haven't talked much about him i'm sure we'll dive into it tomorrow before the game but and every baseball game's exciting an opportunity to go out and play but anything added when north carolina is on the other uniform coming up this weekend how much are you <laughs> looking forward to uh facing the tar heels this weekend oh yeah i'm i'm excited uh it's gonna be a good good series uh right now though i'm just more focused on campbell right now as far as your recruiting went cj uh who was after you and and how did you end up here at east carolina uh it's uh it's it's honestly a crazy story uh it was like my i think it was my junior junior year summer uh 
east carolina they was talking to me and it was a kind of a long process uh i think roselle and palumbo came to watch me a couple times and then uh uh coach godwin came to watch me during the state games in the i think it was right after high school season kind of in the summer and i honestly i i pitched really bad (laughs) i pitched really bad when he came to watch me and uh i guess he saw something in me and gave me the opportunity all right good deal uh, question from David: What's up with the hockey stick uh, for the celebration <laughs> this year? What's going on there? I, I I have not heard anything about it. Uh, that was Cooch's idea. So it sounds like he is the, he is the one man committee for celebrations. Oh yeah, because he's the he birdhouse was. guy too, right? Uh, yeah, it was Smitty, and now it's uh, now Tyler it's, Smith. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Smith. Uh, but Cooch is now the elder statesman. So so okay, I guess we'll have to ask him. Maybe yeah. maybe one of these other guys will know what the heck's going on with the hockey stick. <laughs> But that has been incorporated now into the uh, into the mix. Uh, Douglas says it was Corey Glore's fault that we lost. So Corey leaves town and the Pirates lose. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk to the new radio announcer Scott Rogers on Wednesday and blame him for all the losses. Yeah. But uh, yeah, any any thoughts to that? Is the, it is is it the announcer's it, fault? <laughs> I don't even know who the announcer is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. How superstitious are you, CJ, when it comes to? Your uniform, pregame ritual, any of that stuff? Uh, not as bad as I used to be. Not as bad. Uh, so what, know, did, what did you used to be like? <laughs> it used to be I like I had to like before games I would put on like the gear. I'd put it on a certain way. Like I would put my socks on first, and it was just like left foot first, right foot. Oh but, wow! Yeah, it was it was it was pretty superstitious thing. Uh, but now I just kind of get ready, and I think the only thing about the only thing superstitious is like the routine that I do before I go in the game to pitch. That's what I focus on more. I did not pay attention uh, when I was out there, CJ. What is the uh, the the warm up song this year? Uh, Hammer by Whiskey Myers. Okay, all yeah. right, there you go, folks. If you're scoring at home, <laughs> Hammer. All right, good deal. Well, CJ, uh, appreciate you joining us today, man. Good luck to you guys. I know you guys will, will bounce back and get in the win column and uh looking forward to seeing that and uh we'll talk to you again next monday man all right thanks for joining us pirate shortstop Ryder giles here in the pirate radio studios Ryder, how you doing man doing good what's going on say that one more time i'm doing good how you doing there you go doing all right (laughs) Ryder. as i said uh there's going to be much more fun conversations we're going to have later this year yeah but you got to have the tough ones too right yeah i guess so only up from here uh no doubt no doubt and uh Ryder will talk about first of all uh, what was the conversation like between you and, and the upperclassmen after the – I mean, obviously, a ton of games ahead, mm-hmm. a lot more baseball to be played, so it's no reason to throw in the towel or anything. Yeah. But what were the, the conversations like uh, with you and your teammates after this series? Um, well, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head. You know, we do we do still have, uh, you know, 53 regular season games. <clears throat> um, it is important not to, uh, not to kind of throw it in. I mean, I know – Pirate fans is easy to kind of go ahead and give up on us right now, but um, you know it's kind of a kind of a wake up call for us. You know, if we don't show up, we're going to get beat. Doesn't matter who it is. Uh, doesn't matter if we're at home on the road. If if we don't show up and play good baseball, then um, anybody can get beat. So um, definitely thankful it happened early in the season, so we can learn from it and um, you know um, just just try to be better going forward. Got to be a lot tougher, and you know I think that's something that we're going to do for sure. And a lot of uncharacteristic things happened uh, this weekend. We'll talk about the home run, the walk-off that wasn't a walk-off in a moment. But even uh, Ryder Giles errors happened yeah. this weekend. Uh, yeah. We're not accustomed to seeing those riders. So just yeah. one of those freak things, is there a reason behind it? You know, How do you explain the, the ease? 
Um, well, this this might come to a uh, shock to some of the pirate fans out there. I, I did not try to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, that's that's something that I think gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, it stuff happens, and um, you know, I made a bad throw. Carter uh, couldn't come up with it. It's definitely my fault. Um, and you know, we'll. Uh, you know, going to be better going forward. But, um, you know, the home run thing, I mean, I, I've never seen anything like that. And, um, you know, I I kind of saw it out of the corner of my eye. I saw um, the first base umpire throw his hands up, and I was like, I was like what's going on? And, uh, you know, the, the scuffle, and not, not a scuffle, but, like, um, you know, the umpires kind of met up, and I was uh, – J-Dub had touched home plate, and everybody was kind of going crazy. And I was like – I kind of came up behind him. I was like, hey uh, – I would I would get ready to hit again. You're probably you're probably, probably gonna have to hit again. So and he almost ran another one out yeah. of there. So um, you know, props to J Dub for for keeping his cool and you know putting together a tough at bat. Yeah, uh, and he was one of the newcomers. We talked about it earlier uh, with Jenkins Coward and mm-hmm. uh, you know Cunningham, a newcomer on this team, and McChrystal. There was some guys that uh, had their first taste of. ECU baseball uh, in front of a big crowd at Clark McClare that looked like they belong. So I think yeah. that's uh, one of the positives, Ryder, coming out of this weekend. Yeah, definitely. You know, anytime you can you can get a little bit a little bit of an experience, you know, moving forward, it's definitely big. So um, you know, when you're thrown into it again, it's not a, it's not a big surprise. And you know, Jadub did awesome this weekend. Um, just man, I, I don't know how he how he did it. He he looked like he'd been back there every game last year. He's only had two career bats. And uh, just some of the bats he put together, um, they were it was fun to watch. It was really fun to watch him. Ryder Giles joining us. Ryder, a lot of guys left on base uh, for ECU over the weekend, and you yourself <clears throat> got into some tough luck situations. Where, if I recall, you hit one sharply to third that yeah. was fielded, thrown out, and then hit one sharply. Taylor made double play. So like yeah. those things happen. <laughs> it's baseball. I guess you, moving forward, you just say. Those are going to be a little to the right or the left next time, and go for RBI singles, right? Yeah, you like to hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, um, you know, we want to with a runner on third base, less than two outs. You know, we want to work the middle of the field, so that's definitely something I could have done better. Um, you know, I did hit it hard, but unfortunately, just right at him. But you know, maybe if I just chop a ball to second base, we get a run there. And um, yeah, you know, I recall uh, Brian scoring on. I think two infield hits and then yeah. one that just bloops right yeah. over you. Yeah, the left, so. yeah, no, I hate it for uh, for Jake because man, he was dealing and then you know uh, infield single, um, bunt hit yeah. and then and then jam shot and he scores a run and it's like, man, he hadn't really given up any hard contact and, and he's already down. It's uh, I mean it's a tough pill to swallow, but um, you know hats off to him because he really stayed in the moment and did did really good. That had to be a boost to the team after a bit of a down 2021 for Jake Kuchmaner to come back and have that performance on Saturday. Yeah, he was awesome. He looked uh, he looked like the old Kuchmaner that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, you know his fastball is <laughs> a little bit better than it used to be, and you know his off speed stuff still obviously really good. But um, the mentality he brings to the team is is the biggest thing, and um, it's something that that uh, you know the the rest of us can feed off of. And uh, I think we joked last week, Ryder, we might see you on the mound, and sure enough, we did uh, <laughs> yeah. this weekend. And do you go into a game? How much does Cliff Godwin or Austin, I'd say, all right, we might need you here, or is it just when the situation calls for it? You know, how much uh, kind of ahead of time do you know you're going to be pitching? 
Um, well, I, it's kind of funny, you know, coach, usually before every game, he'll, he'll ask me, you know, you got an inning today, and, um, you know, sometimes it sounds a little bit sarcastic, but um, whenever, I, whenever I see him scrambling around in the dugout trying to find my glove, that's when I usually yeah. get a pretty good idea that I'm going in, so... Um, you know, I like to pitch on Friday a little bit more. My arms a little more fresh. You know, we'll throw a little bit harder. But um, you know, anytime, anytime they need me to go, I'm ready. Uh, some great crowds this week and uh, this weekend and, and moving forward, Ryder, and uh, we'll give them something to cheer about. I'm sure heading on later into the year. But that had to be cool uh, seeing the crowd back uh, for a regular season game. First time in a while, it's been like that. Yeah, it was. You know, last year was um, a little weird. You know, not having fans for. Uh, or not having a, a full stadium really till the regional and um you know it was it was definitely cool you know getting back out in front of them and um you know the noise and, and all that good stuff so it was uh it was you know you try to take the positives out of everything and yeah. um you know Dabo Sweeney said this in uh in the in the fall when Clemson was wasn't playing very well you know God is good whenever you're Oh and three, and he's good whenever you're three and out. So that's that's something to, to keep in mind. Campbell coming up on Tuesday, Ryder. My first piece of advice would just be stay healthy. It seems like a freak yeah. injury happens, and and what about playing on that turf as opposed to other places you play? Is it is it difficult to to get used to that? Um, I mean, it's definitely different. You know, um, their turfs, it, like all the turfs, kind of different. You know, there's a little thicker. Um, you know, you kind of stick when you slide. I think Dewanye, whenever he broke Man. his hand, or yeah. um, you know, that was before my time. But um, from what I heard, like he's stuck in the turf. So that's definitely something you know that we uh, try to communicate going forward. Like you slide past the base, do you stick? All that good stuff. Is it fast? Is it slow? Um, so I mean, it's definitely different than you know grass and dirt, but. Um, it's just something you got to get used to. Seems like, again, I'm thinking back to some super regionals. I know obviously, you played uh, in Nashville, Vanderbilt. Where did you play in the uh, Louisville? I did. Super? I did. Yes. Uh, are both of those fields are turf, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Um, you know, them. Um, <clears throat> the one that really sticks out is Wichita State. Those three were like pretty quick turf, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah um, so those those three were pretty similar, and then you know Elon and Campbell and. Uh, it's kind of some similarities there too and north carolina uh coming up this weekend you're uh from the the state so anything extra anymore added excitement when you take on uh the guys in the the baby blue rider um yeah you could probably say that but um you know we're <laughs> more worried about getting our first win tomorrow no and doubt. um um, you know, then when Friday comes around, we'll, we'll be ready to we'll be ready to go in Chapel Hill. I don't think I asked you about this last week, Ryder. Your uh, recruitment and how you got to ECU. So, who was coming after you, and why did you decide to uh, come to East Carolina? Um, I had a couple schools. Um, you know, UNCW, Richmond. Uh, talked to Clemson a little bit, um, but I, ECU was the first school that I talked to. Coach Roselle. Um, I think I reached. He reached out my sophomore year, freshman sophomore year, something like that. And um, you know, Seth Manis pitched here. Yeah. He uh, he's from my same. He's from my hometown. Oh, and, cool. Um, you know, I grew up watching him <clears throat> in high school, and he just, I don't know, he just 
I like you know you little kid growing up watching this guy play like you want to be like him yeah you know obviously he came here we came to watch some games and all that good stuff and I was um you know when the opportunity presented itself I knew that uh this is where I wanted to be well now you got kids watching Ryder Giles that (laughs) from your area they want to come here so that's cool yeah Yeah. keep the tradition going that's right all right oh and three start errors and all that we got that out of the way we got to talk about the bad stuff though so let's end it on a high note on some fun rider i do have a rider quiz for you today okay so you're a golf guy right yes all right so question one on the rider quiz uh this 2020 masters champion was the top point scorer for the americans in the most recent rider cup who was that golfer uh it's gotta be dj dustin johnson is correct well done rider do we have any uh can you do like a crowd effect uh just do your (laughs) voice give me some noise give me some noise (sighs) there we go there we go (laughs) all right what year were you born, Ryder? 1999. Oh, good. Uh, Ryder Die Volume 1 came out in 1999. Yeah, there we go. Uh, the last track on the album, and my favorite track on the album, was titled Some X Bleep, I can't say the word, Some uh-huh. X Bleep, performed by this rapper that passed away last April. Rough Riders, Ryder Die Volume 1, Some oh, X gosh. Bleep, was performed by this rapper. He Man. liked to bark... Man, I'm I'm terrible with uh, with Chandler. Do you know this? X bleep. He liked to uh, bark. Dmx. Dmx is correct. I knew it. You got a little help from the audience. (laughs) Well done. All right, Ryder. Final question of the Ryder quiz. Okay, here we go. Uh, You heard of the school Ryder? Yes. Okay, they're in the MAC M A A C Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Do you know their nickname? What animal? is their nickname it is uh it is an animal and it has four legs four legs is it a pony it is in that family it's a horse or something it's in the horse family horse pony family family <laughs> um chandler you wanna family. Give, thank you brian kelly <laughs> you want to give him some help here stallions or you're all over it now i'll tell you what did you say oh i didn't say anything i was gonna guess oh he said stallions. What I was you gonna guess Mustangs. Yeah, you guys are just. What else is what there? The horse? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank NFL team and then shorten the name a little bit. Bronco. All right, shorten that. Bronc. They are the Bronx. Uh, the Bronx. Oh, wow. As in not the place, but the B R O N C S. Bronx. Huh. Wow. I never would have guessed that one. I'm going to give you Chandler's answer. So you're two for three, six, 66 bad now. We'll take that. Not all bad day. at all. We'll take that all. And that has been the rider quiz. Good stuff on the golf there. <laughs> Thank you. That, Thank was, you. that was pretty impressive. <laughs> DMX way before your time. So yeah. I'm not yes. going to. Sorry about I'm not going to count that against you. All right, Ryder. Uh, what are you uh, looking at to. Uh, to improve upon as you get ready for this week three games on the road and then coming back sunday for the game against north carolina so mm-hmm. what do you want to do uh do differently that you didn't do this past weekend um i mean i think it's a pretty consistent across the board we just got to execute better offensively um runners in scoring position uh, stringing together tougher at bats you know obviously uh not throwing balls away is pretty pretty <laughs> obvious but um you know just just got to be tougher up and down the lineup um you know and drive guys in when when the opportunities present itself good deal Ryder. thanks for joining us man good luck tomorrow and this weekend and uh, we'll see you out at clark or claire on sunday
Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey, Pirate Center fielder Bryson Worrell here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Bryson, appreciate you coming down. How you doing, man? Uh, doing good. Uh, appreciate having me on again. Yes, sir. And uh, as I said to you and all your teammates, we'll have much more fun discussions as the year goes <laughs> on, but never fun to talk about a sweep, Bryson, but that is what happened over the weekend. So I know you guys ready to regroup and, uh, and get back to the old ways, the winning ways, but uh didn't happen for you this past weekend. So what was the uh, talk amongst the team following uh, Sunday's loss uh, for you guys? Um, you know, it's hard. Um, we have such high expectations coming into the season, especially big crowd there. Um, I know we don't look at it, but you're ranked. You're expected to go out there and live up to those expectations. But, you know, obviously we didn't. And um, <clears throat> after the game Sunday, Coach Collins talking to us, like, hey, like, this weekend's over. We can't do nothing about it, so we just got to move on and learn from it, but just keep playing our game moving forward. Bryson, uh, for you, you had either a hit or an RBI or both in all three games over the weekend, so I'm sure you yourself say, hey, I could have done a lot more, but a uh, pretty productive weekend for you to open up the 2022 season. How do you feel you played, uh, specifically offensively, hitting the ball? Um, yeah, I felt pretty good. Um, coming into opening weekend, um, it could be easy to get out there and be anxious, Um Overswing, do too much, um, and I think you have to be aware of that and really slow yourself down. Um, just really try to simplify your approach, stay up the middle of the field, and I think that that kind of helped me out this weekend. You see some some live pitching, obviously, but it, it's got to be difficult. It's probably like football and tackling. You do a little bit of it in uh, right. in preseason, but you don't really do it until you you get out there week one. Is that the same kind of for a hitter? You're used to seeing your guys, so when you do see some different arms, it's uh, a bit of a jolt, I guess, for the first no, time in a while. It's completely different. Like when you have your at bats in the scrimmage, you're up there and. There's not many people in the stands. Everything's relaxed. Like you know the guy on the mound, you know what he throws. But when you go out there week one, it's like your heart's racing. You hear a lot of people yelling. You you kind of have an idea. You have a scouting report, but then again, the guys could change, especially earlier in the year. Um, so yeah, it's a lot different. You have to really be um, aware of that. So when you get to a bat 45 and 145 in the season, it's going to be different than a bat five. Like you kind of settle into it. I <laughs> yeah, guess. kind of. Then it starts to feel kind of like a scrimmage. Like you get in that routine, right? You learn to settle yourself down. And uh, good weekend in the field as well. I know you got your jersey dirty at least once. I saw one diving catch uh, over the weekend. Uh, so how do you feel you played in the field this weekend? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the way I played. Um, had the one diving catch. Um, Threw the guy out at home. Oh, yeah. The hose. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's something that coming through the fall, I think Coach Godwin met with me in the fall and said, Bryson, you had the worst defensive fall I think you've had since here. And I think that's kind of me losing focus a little bit on the field. Um, the coach we had in the fall, Coach Macias, he talked, he sat me down to talk to me. He was like, if you just find a way to focus each play, like you're going to make better plays. And I think. Um, it's easier to do opening week. It's easier to come in there and mm-hmm. like focus on each pitch because it's, it's the first time you're doing it. But I think, yeah, just settling down, focusing on each pitch, um, allowing to make those plays. I guess that's the good thing about Coach Godwin. He never, you, you're never unsure about what he's thinking. He'll no, tell not, you, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like he says, you can, he'll walk into his office at any time. He'll tell you exactly where you stand. That's a, that's a good point, though, and it's probably difficult to do, uh, Bryson, to treat each pitch as if, as if it's the most important pitch of a game yeah. because you're out there for so long, but I guess it's part of maturing, growing up, and being a complete center fielder. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a trained skill. Um, you have to really think, like, like I said earlier, you have to think about it. Um, if you go out there and just 
look around. It's easy to like miss a few pitches or not get a good like prep step. But yeah, you definitely have to think about it and be aware of it. And yeah, that throw to the plate, uh, just perfect uh, to get the runner out. And uh, I, you were probably uh, happy that ball was hit to you, right? You were ready to no, go. I was, got yeah, out. I was definitely ready for it. I mean, we uh, I was we were talked about it before. Um, we knew the situation, like we knew we had to go home with the ball. And I mean, I was I was ready for the play. Uh, was not even close. Had him by a few feet. And then, unfortunately, I think after that was when CJ, we talked to CJ Mayhew earlier, had that freak ball go against the uh, yeah. the backstop, I believe. That was a weird one on Saturday. A lot of emotions, Bryson, and, of course, none more than the home run that was not a walk-off home run. So when you go out to a baseball game, you see something different every time you go. That's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. It went against you guys. But uh, what was that like for uh, for you being right there in it? Uh, it was different. I mean, I was I was in the dugout and I actually saw the first base umpire like hold his hands up right as the pitcher was like starting his delivery. So I was kind of like after he hit the ball, like I was excited, but then I was kind of hesitant. I was like, "What's really going on?" Um, then I started talking and reversed the call. But yeah, I was that was that was a tough call, but it's going to happen. I mean, it's baseball, but yeah. One of those things uh, went against the Pirates this time. Uh, got a lot of publicity out of it. I don't know if it's good <laughs> or bad, but uh, it was on Sports Center. Uh, Barstool picked it up. John Boy, are you familiar with yeah, John Boy? Am, yeah, he, uh, seen his stuff. Did you see his breakdown today? I haven't seen his breakdown, though, <laughs> no, but I heard that. Yeah, he uh, he's on it. So everybody knows that the Pirates got screwed uh, over the weekend, but East Carolina uh, 0-3 after the start to Bryant. And look, we talk a lot because we focus on ECU. We always see you guys. Sometimes we forget to give the opposing team credit. Uh, let's give Bryant some credit, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're a good ball team. Um, they definitely are. I mean, um, I think they outcompeted us this weekend. Um, you can look at their at-bats, um, their defense, their pitching. Um, they got deep in the counts. They worked our pitchers on the mound. They pounded the strike zone if, um, when we didn't take advantage of their mistakes um, offensively as well. And I think we expect, uh, you know, Josh Moylan to hit better moving forward and, and yourself and Agnos to put together three, four hit games. But I think one positive, Bryson, was these younger guys that, that you knew that, that we hadn't seen yet. But the, uh, you know, Jenkins Coward, Cunningham's a newcomer to the team. Uh, Will Coxon has been around. But these guys we haven't seen on the field a whole lot. McChrystal as well. Uh, getting their real first, real taste of ECU baseball and looking the part. And I think moving forward, that's a, that's a positive. How about you, the guys that maybe you hadn't been on the field with a lot that, that stepped up over the weekend? No, it was awesome to see. I mean, like you said, um, I was really proud of J-Dub this weekend, the way he came out, or Justin Wilcox, we call him J-Dub. Yeah. Um, he came out and like caught great, really swung the bat well. And also the guys off the bench, um, JC, Jacob Jenkins Coward, he did great this weekend. And um, it was also good getting like the, we obviously lost the game bad on Friday, but I think it was a good thing to get some younger pitchers out there to get some experience as well. And the old veteran uh, Jake Kuchmaner looked good out there on Saturday. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Um, it's fun to play defense behind him, especially when he's rolling. He's quick to the plate. He's getting guys out, so that makes it easy to play defense. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch too because he does keep it moving. Unlike Bryant's guy on Sunday, that actually. <laughs> 
got a warning i think there is like a 20 second pitch clock is that yeah what it there's is? a 20 second pitch clock um even if you step off it doesn't reset so that's why you see some guys sometimes like step off and give like a fake throw to a base even though uh, it doesn't really look like it's much but i guess the the fake throw resets the, the clock yeah how, how much do you guys talk about that when a guy is taking his sweet time when he's throwing over to first were, were you the run i don't know who the runner was he kept throwing over yeah i was at first yeah you kept diving back into first every play um but do you guys talk about that with with coach or with each other? Like, hey, step out, take your. This guy's going to take forever. Is it an adjustment you have um, to make? No, nah, it's not really a discussion. I think it's just something that happens uh, on the fly. I mean, once he starts picking over there a few times, you kind of get in the rhythm that he's probably going to have that attention on you. So you just got to know it's going to happen. So in the field, do you like Jake and the guys who work fast at the plate? Is it the same? You like guys that work fast or guys uh, that take their time? What do you prefer? I prefer guys that work fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's easier, like we were talking about earlier, to stay locked in because if you have that downtime between pitches and you, when you're taking that full 20 seconds, it's easier to kind of lose that focus and kind of look around the crowd, look away in the dugout or something like that. Bryson World joining us. Bryson, how much do you uh, look back, whether it be tape, whether it be uh, piecing, uh, breaking down your bats. What do you do after a game, after a series like the one this weekend, or do you just kind of move ahead? Um, individually, I normally go back and look at my bats and kind of learn from them. I uh, see, look, I look at one bat, say, "Hey, I did this good, this that bad, or I did this poorly, this that bad." And I kind of write it down and just learn from it. How much over the years uh, have you changed what you do at the plate, whether it be your stance, uh, your you know your your front leg kick? Like <laughs> what? How much have you you altered that, or how, how much has it stayed the same during your time here? I think it's changed every year. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's part of growing up. I mean, you kind of learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you, and I think that takes time. So, um, yeah, as time goes on, you kind of learn what. What works for you? And some guys uh, like kept it consistent their whole MLB career. I remember Cal Ripken Jr. had like ten stances in his career. <laughs> he kept changing. So it's really whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Right? How about uh, moving forward? You been as I told Ryder, my number one piece of advice uh, when you go play at Campbell is stay healthy. It seems like somebody gets hurt every time you guys go to Campbell. How about the the turf uh, or what it's like in the outfield. We talked to Ryder about the infield. Is it any different in the outfield from, say, um, East Carolina? I think the turf's kind of bouncing. I'm, if I remember correctly, it's pretty thick. I think my freshman year we were playing there in Dewanye, slid headfirst into second. I think that's when he hurt his thumb or something. But yeah. it's definitely an adjustment moving from um, that thick turf from grass. And they're a pretty good team. Uh, you guys have had some good battles with them over the years. And then North Carolina coming up this weekend. And uh, I know you're excited to, to get a piece of the Tar Heels, right? Yeah, it's always fun to play North Carolina. I mean, um, in-state rival. It's going to be a big crowd, so it's going to be fun to play. Yeah, some good crowds in Chapel Hill. And then uh, should be a great one Sunday here at home uh, when you get them at Clark Declare Stadium. So, Bryce, uh, what is the, uh, I guess, what, what's the pep talk going to be like going into Campbell? I mean, Coach Godwin probably doesn't need to say too much after you lose three, right? So um, yeah, there's not going to be, be much much to say. I mean, you go out there, you play you play your game. Um, I think you can't put too much pressure on ourselves. I mean, even though we're 0-3, we're still a good team, and we just got to go out there and do what we do. Looking forward to uh, some W's and uh, talking to you again next week, man. Appreciate yeah, you joining us. I appreciate it. Bryson World joining us today inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Love the... Uh, 50 cent as well <laughs> thank you so you uh did you previously have magic stick yeah I had that that, that was fantastic <laughs> this year going with pimp 
I probably request, my favorite. I had some requests to bring Majestic back. So yeah, I, I would be. Uh, I have to in the middle of the season or something. I would be on board. That that's a great uh, great call there. Throwback. Well, now another pirate player joins us in the Pirate Radio Studios here on a Monday. A pirate infielder Zach Agnos joins Troy D and I inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Zach, great to see you again. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's always uh, it's always the highlight of my Monday. The highlight of his Monday, he says. And Zach, uh, we call you infielder because you played three different positions, right? Yep, I did. And batted three different spots in the order, I believe. Yeah, four. Four, two, and one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the ultimate utility man uh, yeah. joining us here today. And Zach did not go the way you wanted it to go. So after you lose three to Bryant, uh, what do you kind of do to, to reset? What's the conversation like with your teammates? What's the, the thought here on this Monday? Just got to flip the page. Um, got a good team tomorrow on Campbell. And uh, every time we go down there, it's always a dogfight. And they're going to be ready to kick us and you know what like they did my freshman year and uh you know we got to go in there and give them the, our best shot too because we're going to be getting theirs and if we get caught on our heels again then it's going to be the same thing that happened this weekend how, how is the mindset of this team right now you know baseball can be a mental game uh and a game of momentum too yeah. what, you got a lot of younger guys on this team we were talking about it off the air that, you know some of these guys they're, they're not used to losing they're coming from high school programs right. that were successful uh this might be the first adversity that they faced in a long time how do you guys handle that um, you know, honestly, we've done so much with the mental game. You know, Brian Kane, he's a big name in a lot of sports, and Chris Howes, a Navy SEAL. And, um, the, I mean, they almost predicted it. Like, they said some adversity's going to hit us. Yeah. Now, we didn't think adversity was going to hit us this early in the season. But, um, you know, just those younger guys talking to us, you know, just asking us what we've been through because, you know, I mean – None of us, Coach Godwin mentioned, none of us have been a part of the 17 season or right. their whatever season. And uh, But some of us have lost some tough games. Like we lost games last year against Elon that maybe yeah. kept us from hosting a Super. Um, but, you know, it's the same thing I said. You know, we just tell them to flip the page. Uh, today's a new day. Tomorrow's going to be a new day. And we can't dwell on it or else it's going to happen again. Troy, we were here for the 2017 season and uh, just a, a weird year top to bottom. And I wanted to get on and we'll talk tomorrow to Evan Krasinski, who was on that team, suffered some injuries that year, but he has been a part of super regional teams and a, a team that went through a lot of adversity. So we'll talk to him about that coming up on Tuesday. But Zach, you came in here right when you walked in the door. Like, hey, we're about to have a great week of baseball, boys. Yeah. Like, like I, I love that. And is that you think your teammates the, across the board feel the same way you do? You're confident, love. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I was talking to Coach Galvin today, and I think the one thing that I wanted to focus on was making a positive impact on others. And I think just by me and Bryson and Ryder and Cooch and CJ Mayhew, Skyler, bro, all the older guys coming up and coming into the facility today with a smile on their face listening to music having a little fun in the locker room i think that goes a long way with them and that's something we take pride in is just giving off positive energy to other people so that they can uh they can continue it on well i think you're right about hey learn from it and then move on you can't dwell on it and look you got a big week this week if you have a bounce back against campbell on tuesday and if you can you know, huge series against the Tar Heels this weekend. A couple of the games in Chapel Hill, and then the final one here 
in Greenville. You guys take care of business this week. We're having a totally different conversation this time yeah, next week. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, like I like Clip said earlier, I, I was excited for this week because uh, I got a good feeling about tomorrow. Zach Agnos joining us. Zach, we saw you uh, flash the leather at short, uh, played some second, played some third, and as we mentioned, hitting three different spots in the order. Had you lead off on Sunday, had a couple hits, just as you did on Saturday. So I know I talked to you, and you said defensively last week, no matter where they put you, you feel comfortable. Is that the same offensively in the lineup? Do you do you feel different hitting first as opposed to cleanup, or things like uh, that? Not really. You know, the approach is pretty similar one through nine, um, unless, you know, maybe one day I'm not seeing the ball well and might have me bunt a little bit more. Or say I am seeing the ball well and might have me get my swings off early in the count. But, no, I feel comfortable anywhere. Um, you know, I like I said, you can put me anywhere in the lineup, anywhere in the field, and I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to succeed. So, How much does a uh, coach ask you, like, hey, how are you feeling today before they make the lineup? He doesn't really ask. He always tells us he looks in our eyes, and uh, you can kind of. You know, Coach Godwin gives you that little glare in the morning, like Sunday morning. He was giving us some glares and uh, at breakfast just to see if anybody. We call it the glazed over look, like oh, <laughs> like I'm tired. So uh, he doesn't really ask. He just looks, and he's pretty good at picking out people with bad body language and people that have the glazed over look. Good things happen uh, during a game, Zach. Bad things happen during a game. You had an error over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Ryder had two, which we hardly ever see. And then we talked to CJ about him throwing one yeah. off the backstop. So, like, these things happen. You just kind of move on from them. But uh, I guess the important part is to not let it stick with you, right, even when you're out there on the field. Yeah, and, and you know, looking at the game looking at the game of baseball, you see the people with the most success. They're so good because they can just move on from pitch to pitch. Like Jacob deGrom. Like, you only see his good pitches, but when he makes a bad pitch, it looks like if you just put the camera on Jacob deGrom and he makes a bad pitch, it looks the same as if he just threw 101 right by a dude. It, <laughs> if he throws it to the press box, like, he, you will never be able to tell a difference. It's just they're so composed and they can just control their emotions in any situation. Great crowds over the weekend, uh, Zach, and I know you want to uh, give them some winning performances moving forward, but that had to be fun to play in this weekend. Yeah, it felt like a regional atmosphere. It sure did. Um, you know, I, I was getting chills. I, you know, I tried to get uh, – I like how me and Coach Gowen were at third base trying to get the crowd into it. Uh, I don't know if it was Sunday or Saturday, probably both. Um, but, no, the fans are awesome, and fans, you guys got to stick with us because I promise you – we're going to figure things out. It's just one weekend. We don't need to hit the panic button. Coach Godwin will get us right, and uh, the player, all the leaders on the team, we got, we're going to get us going. That call Saturday that took away the, the walk-off home run, uh, the game winner for the Pirates, it's been getting a lot of attention, as you can imagine, and it's, it's become somewhat of a national story in the baseball world. Yeah. Uh, what was y'all's reaction when you saw it? When you first heard about it? When you y'all were out there celebrating? Yeah, you know the the end of the game. Yeah. You had the birdhouse bird out. <laughs> you had the hockey stick out for the first time. I think I had my cowboy hat on too. So. <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> you had everything rolling. Uh, take us from your perspective when you first heard they say, "Hold on a second. Yeah. What, what was the perspective from your eyes, your ears, and then how did it go from there? Well. I- I did see Mac, the first base umpire, put up his hands before the play. So everybody was going out there. I was kind of one of the last guys out of the dugout because I kind of – I mean, and he, he called time. I'm not arguing that. He did. And I love Mac. Mac's one of the best. Was it dudes. before the wind-up or, like, as the wind-up was It was, was going literally on? like – it was like 
time wind up like it was As, like, almost simultaneously almost yeah but i think matt got a little bit before um and so then everybody else was out there and i didn't want to be like look like i was selfish and be like the bad teammate so i went out there and i started celebrating and then i see starling knocked off my cowboy hat. i was like all right i'm gonna put that because that's kind of expensive like i don't want to spend another whatever amount of money on it but uh um and then coach godwin started getting into it and then i don't know if you saw me but coach godwin threw his helmet mm-hmm. and then he went and picked i went and picked up his helmet handed it to coach p and i just said something to him i was like coach we need you in this game don't do anything don't do anything mm-hmm. but i think one of the umpires told me he's like he's already gone or something like that right uh, when he threw it the ump yeah the signal, I, I think so. that's a rule i don't i don't know the rules of coaching but i guess uh i guess it's a rule if you throw any piece of your equipment or something it's so you kind of even before you kind of had a feeling you knew what this what it was. I I, I knew it was going to come back and, yeah, and it's terrible because J Dub's such a good kid and Justin Wilcoxon and he's put in he's putting a ton of work. Now to his credit, he almost hit it out yeah, again a did. couple pitches later. And I think that's the most impressive thing because you know he could be up there and be like, man, I just got a home run taken away from me, like my at bat's over. But instead, he smokes another one. I think it was right in front of the scoreboard that got caught just yeah. side of the track or something. So, And you're calling the ump by his first name, Max Stokes, because he's done so many ECU games. Yeah, He's actually, would, when I'm do PA, he's ran the scoreboard at ECU games before. He's a Greenville guy. Yeah. Like, he's awesome. Yeah. He's one of my favorite dudes ever. Um, he First thing first thing I saw him this fall, he, he gave me a big old hug and just said he's sorry to hear about my dad. And he's just a class act. And um, some fans were going at him. As we we're uh, as they were leaving, getting the police escort, and uh, I just tried to calm it down a little bit. And Max, he's just like I said, you can't beat the guy. He's a great guy, and um, you know, it, you know, and I, I'm sure he feels terrible, but yeah. he called time, and that's the rule. If he calls and declares it, then it's time. It's just a freak deal that happened at the worst possible time. Because <laughs> yeah. we were saying, if it happened on a ball or a strike or whatever, no harm, no foul. Well, really. me and me and CJ were actually talking in the house. If Jadub hit a ground ball, and he called time, and then Jadub hit a bomb after, you guys come then, out on time. Exactly. <laughs> well, but like, if, if, like, let's say that pitch was a, a ball, would the first baseman have said anything and made a big deal no, about it? Some, no, it no, would no. it just been another play that went, it probably wouldn't have been. But called. Mag probably would have said, "I called time." Yeah, I would imagine because the first baseman, I got to give him credit. Yeah, he, as he was Chandler said, uh, he was snitching. He said, "Hey, he called yeah, time." He, he was like time. both hands. He was like into. It. He's like, "Yeah, he called time." <laughs> Uh, you mentioned, um, so we talked about Jake Agnos, your brother, critiquing you. Uh, I'll let you critique your other brother. Is it John, John, you said? John. So he threw out the first pitch. Yeah. Was it a little high? A little, little high, and he yeah. cut it a little bit. Uh, I was pretty disappointed because when he used to uh, he used to take me to Long Park, which is our baseball fields back home, and he would get on me about throwing, and I he would be throwing far, and I wouldn't be able to like roll it to him. Like I was throwing as hard as I could. And uh, so he got up there, and it was emotional and stuff. I get it. And uh, I don't know if you saw me, but I went because he was in front of the mound. So that's the only critique I have. I mean, he's still got it in him. He's a, and he, you know, John's big into working out. Yeah, he's a big dude. And he was complaining. He's like, "Oh, my back is straight." I was like, "John, come on, dude." But no, he he still had a little bit of gas on the fastball. So I was pretty happy with that. I just wish it was on the mound. Pretty cool moment there uh, before the game on Friday, and. uh, I did reference it. Unfortunately, the first time I saw the uh, the Nico patch was 
during the Carson Wisenhunt news that <laughs> yeah. came out. So I'm always, hey, I'm like you, Zach. I try to be positive, bright mm-hmm. side guy. Hey, that's terrible news, but man, that that Nico patch on the hat is yeah, sharp. But it's awesome. That's really cool that uh, the team's doing that this year and uh, looks really good. Yeah, it means a lot to us and my family. And you know, I I, I don't think in a million years my dad would ever think he'd be a staple in ECU baseball. <laughs> and uh, so I know he's got a big smile on his face. That's awesome. Speaking of Carson, have you talked to him lately? And uh, is he in? Like, is he traveling with the team for these games? Or you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I know I just, he's not playing right now. Yeah, I just didn't know how much involvement he can have until then. Uh, we're not sure either. Uh, honestly, I don't really know what's going on. So all I know is the violation team rule. Um, Coach Godwin said he's handling it. Um, I've just checked up to see if he's doing okay, and he seems to be okay. And so that's uh, that's honestly all i know and i would like to say too as folks know he is one of our pirate radio athletes yeah too. so we you know and we, i talked to carson over the weekend and uh we, he is going to uh once everything gets worked out yeah get back in the swing of things with us too so uh until then we've kind of put that on hiatus and yeah. uh, when he rejoins uh the team then we'll we'll get things back in gear here but uh wanted to address that too for folks wondering well where, yeah. where's carson today? Yeah. that's uh that's going to be put on hold until they get everything worked out. Awesome. Hoping to see his left arm back, but the uh, the old man still has something in him. Jake Kuchmaner looked yeah. good on uh, Saturday, right. Zach. And then the young kid, Jake Hunter, yeah. on Sunday. Uh, we've talked about it, but th- that's got to be a positive moving forward, something to build on. The starting pitching for you guys looked pretty good over the weekend. Yeah, even Saylor. I thought Saylor did yeah. great. You know, I thought he you know i listened to ak earlier and he said he didn't have his stuff well if he didn't have his stuff and he gives us a chance to win like that i think we'll be in really good shape um cooch looked awesome he's been doing it all fall all all spring before the season and you know that's just one guy that you want to go like i i want that dude to succeed so bad just because of the way he goes about his business every single day he's you know, he comes in the field, he cooks his own meals, he meal preps, he does everything. And, like, people like me, I go to McDonald's. No, nah, I don't go to McDonald's. I'll go to Chick-fil-A before practice. Like, I'll eat unhealthy, but hey, he does everything. You can eat healthy at Chick-fil-A. I, you can, but yeah. I don't. I, I choose the fries. I choose they the, use good oil one. there. Yeah, they do. They yeah. do. Um, but, uh, and then Jake Hunter, too. Like, like I said, I mean, that was one of the guys I mentioned last week that pitched really well. Yeah, you guys were calling his name last, yeah. last week for good reason. And, uh, you know, and he's just a guy, like, he, I i love the kid to death he's an awesome kid like another guy he just goes about his business in the right way he doesn't he doesn't step out of line like he does the extra stuff and he's the guy that you know i really really pull for and i'm not saying i don't really pull for anybody but he's one of those guys like he's easy to pull for because it's just the way he goes about everything uh, ellerby was joking with me earlier he's like cooch is one of the uh, few guys at ecu that's been at ecu longer than my career even went <laughs> Yeah, and that is quite an accomplishment. <laughs> that's a fact. He has eclipsed even my time. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I guess it was Tyler Smith, but Cooch Maynard has a, a bit of a hold on the birdhouse. What's uh, the hockey stick deal? CJ didn't know. I, you know, I walk, they walked in and they were just gripping it. And a couple guys played hockey, so I think Ben Newton gripped it and okay. put some tape on it. But I was like, what the heck is this? And Smitty told me last year, he said, don't let go of the birdhouse. So I'm trying to keep the birdhouse alive because i think it's awesome awesome celebration and they did the hockey stick i said well what are we going to do with it they're like well i don't know we're just going to throw it at you do something funny i was like well 
well, we're not on ice. We can't do the thing where they're skating and they like ride the stick. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Where they put them between the legs oh, and they yeah, crouch yeah. and they just keep going. Like, I don't know what to do. We can't. I mean, I can't do the, like the whatever they do where they drag their hand across the ice and throw the ice up or whatever. Maybe we could do like a ride at like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you could do that. Do yeah. Be, yeah. Right now, you're just kind of sticking just, in the air. Just, yeah. Yeah, just hey, we're just up. hoping we get to break it out a lot more. Yeah, right? yeah, right. yeah seriously. Yeah, and hey, what's the deal with the cowboy hat? I, I missed that, unfortunately. Uh, I, you know, I wore the cowboy hat Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I try to just cheer everybody up after Friday. All and, right. Uh, I walked in the dugout after an inning when we were in the field, and I see Jacob Starling wearing my cowboy hat. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I just grabbed it. I was like, all right, sweet, awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Just, hey, you never know what going to right? <laughs> Clip, I, we've got some of the best props right now. Yeah, so we're Prop set up game for, strong. <laughs> we're, we're set up for success here. Yeah, we need, to, we need to break them out. Like you said, we need to break them out a little more. Uh, we'll see if that happens coming up Tuesday. Uh, another trip to Campbell. I've talked to your teammates about the the turf and everything, Zach. Did, what's different about that? Any uh, effect on your game at all? I mean, no. Uh, the only effect would be that how quick the infield plays, but I still think our infield almost is it plays really fast. It almost plays like a turf field. If anything, I think it will help us because it's all turf, and you know when you run, you're not going to get the dirt. You're not going to get the little holes and mini craters in the ground so you can't the ball can't catch that and hop up it's just going to stay down so and hopefully uh we've talked about dewanye his injuries there one was sliding but now you guys wear those giant foam finger (laughs) oven mitt things yeah that uh, i I still don't know how they're legal because it adds like an extra three inches you think it does but it's like snug like my fingers are jammed in there it's like almost bending back or forward a little bit yeah but but there's something (laughs) hanging off the end of it hey i mean I'm like an old man when it comes to that. I don't like them, Zach. That's not my baseball. <laughs> I, but think, no, I think I just great. I just do it to protect this hand, so if I slide in, no I'll break your fingers. So. Yeah. But you got those now, so hopefully that'll uh, keep away the, yeah, the injuries there. For sure. Uh, but as you said, you know all about Campbell. They've uh, had your number in the past. You've got them back uh, before. but And then North Carolina coming up. It, it really is an exciting week of baseball against these in-state opponents. Mm-hmm. We're, we're real excited. We're trying not to look too far ahead. Yeah. Um, I think that might have been an issue last week too. I think we were like, "Oh, it's opening weekend. Like, this place is going to be packed. Like, let's go." Um, but no, I, it's exciting. I got a great feeling. The guys are ready to go, and uh, we're ready to get do, rolling. Do, you know, and I feel at least fans wise, the fans I talk to, people are like, "Oh, Bryant, who no one's ever heard of them. This is going to be easy." I will say this: they're a lot better than I think most people give them credit oh, for. Bryant. You know, I'm not saying we overlooked them as a team, mm-hmm. but uh, I think our fans were a little shocked at yeah. how good they were. Well, Bryant, Bryant always makes a regional. I don't know if you guys have done your research or what, but I always have seen Bryant, and they've always been able to hit. And one guy I played with this summer who unfortunately hurt his arm and he wasn't down here, um, he was telling me that, he's like, dude, we're pretty good. We're pretty good. I was like, dude, I, I, know, you're, I know you're good because i followed you guys, and you guys have made a regional the past however many years or you maybe missed one there, but you have been consistent. They were in the regional at UVA. I think, were they a two or three seed? They there? were the two, and we were the three that Yeah, year right, right. Them. So they're, I mean, they've got a, they're well coached. they got yeah. a great program, and, um, you know, and they can just flat out hit. I was uh, amazed to see East Carolina State, what was it, at least Baseball America? Yeah, a lot uh, of respect. Number, number 25, even after losing three straight, mm-hmm. Pirates still, which is very unusual for East Carolina. Usually the polls are not kind to East Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to show 
the Pirates stayed in the top 25. Uh, I thought that was an incredible amount of respect for the program. Maybe a sign of uh, them also a nod to Brian and how good they were. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly didn't know that. Uh, but I think I think when I was at Lyft, someone sent a picture in my family GM of something. And I don't know. I, I saw his rankings. I didn't click on the picture because I tried to get off social media try not to fall into that trap of, there you go yeah. like all of the fans on twitter because I, I did go on it after friday and it was like what's going on with these guys i was like all right i'm off i'm <laughs> off i'm shutting it off like you know but uh yeah uh, i mean it's pretty much it like you know bryant was a good club like hands down Zach, uh, I'll talk to some of your teammates about this today. We know that uh, Jake Agnos probably helped you get to ECU and you wanted to come here. What, was there any thought of going somewhere else uh, to another program? Who was looking at you? And- uh, yeah, I, I mean, I actually had quite a bit. I'm not, I don't mean to be cocky, but I had quite a bit. Um, yeah, I was a little different than Jake. Jake came here and was like, oh, I love this place. I'm coming here. I came here. I was like, I love this place, but I want to see what else there is. Yeah. So, I mean, I had some, I had a lot of ACC, SEC, Carolina, Clemson's, but just nothing matched this place. And um, I remember when I first got recruited, it was by James Madison. And as soon as that happened, word got to Coach Plumbo. And then Coach Plumbo told Jake, a little loophole in the NCAA rules. And so then I started calling Coach Plumbo. And uh, yeah, it just went from there. But, you know, like I said, no place matched up like this. And I went to a couple other schools. I'm not going to name them, but people were getting fights at practice nobody was saying anything to the players like just mm. not a lot of accountability in other programs like we have here so yeah that's uh that's high praise for this program and uh how cliff godwin runs it did uh did cliff give it to you guys too bad uh after yesterday or no he he really and he was honest with us he and that's the one thing that i respect uh, about coach godwin the most is how honest he is with us and he told all of us that plain and simple we just need to have we need to look in the mirror like because too many guys are worrying about themselves too many guys are feeling sorry for themselves and you know he he didn't lay into us he didn't you know i mean sure after friday he said something because we played like we were soft like we didn't play like we were ecu baseball players we played like we were princesses in fourth grade um but he did not give it to us uh because i think he realizes that he's very good at knowing what to say when to say it and uh I think that what he said to us about uh, looking at ourselves in the mirror really hit home for us, and I think that I honestly think a lot of us did because I got a few texts last night from some players. I got some, I texted some players, and I had a meeting with Coach Godwin, and so I, I really think that he's really, really good at knowing what to say when to say it. Good stuff, Zach Agnos joining us today. Uh, Zach, good luck tomorrow, man. Thank you. I and appreciate all it. the weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next Monday. Sounds good. Thanks, Zach. Good Thank luck, you. buddy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Had some fun. And uh, you can check out a Zach's cool shirt, too, if you want to. Uh, yeah, we'll give you a plug there. Yeah. It's a great not, design on the back. You got another there. NIL deal. So you got an NIL deal real quick with uh, Barstool Sports, where they do, they're doing some uh, Zach Agnes gear. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, so it's pretty sweet. Fans they, can uh, <laughs> get their own. It's kind of a custom yeah. deal. Almost kind of yeah. looks has a little Grateful Dead feel to the back. Got yeah. the pirate hat but, Barstool logo. Uh-huh. Oh, my mom's a little upset. She said she didn't want skeletons. She don't like skeletons. So <laughs> I said, sorry, mom, you're going to have to put up with it. And then next thing you know, I look up in the stands on, or 
So yeah, I look up in the stand Saturday and she's wearing the, I got a hoodie of this too. And she's wearing the hoodie. I was like, really mom? And then my brother, John, he's wearing this one. There you I'm go. like, geez. And then my girlfriend's taking my shirt. I was like, come on. <laughs> Good stuff. I like it. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Man. Awesome. Appreciate Thank you guys. And that was another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast with ECU baseball players, CJ Mayhew, Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, and Zach Agnos. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store. You can also visit our website at PR927FM.com, and you can follow us on social media at PR927FM to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.